and welcome once again to the Natural Doc Podcast, radio podcast. I'm Janice Morelli. I'm here at the Institute of Advanced Medicine with Dr. Herb Slavin. If you've listened to our prior podcast, then you know we ended up talking about the different aspects uh, that affect our lives and our longevity. And one of the most significant things seems to be stress. So Dr. Slavin, in your Institute of Advanced Medical Testing recommendations are there any recommendations that you make that would evaluate people's level of stress you know that's a good question stress is definitely a big factor and it's something that isn't routinely measured now we can uh, evaluate autonomic nervous system function which indirectly reflects stress so that's one way to, to be able to tell but not everybody can do that. So how do you um, determine whether you're living under stress or not? I think the question, the answer to that, to that is we all are. So what are you doing to mitigate the effects of stress? One thing you could do is exercise. Another thing is make sure you get enough sleep. I want to go back to the exercise. Um, I had a little bit of a discussion recently with a, a counseling client who comes home from work exhausted and to tell her to get some exercise, it seems to me that might be counterproductive and might exacerbate the stress situation or the manifestation of stress in her life. Yeah, stress is definitely something that we don't pay enough attention. You know how we pay attention to stress, at least in mainstream medicine? They hand out antidepressants. Antidepressants, um, formulas, prescription formulas for sleep, uh, a variety of different approaches that essentially numb people. They don't necessarily help them manage the stress, they make them numb to the stress. In other words, a Band-Aid approach. Very truly, a Band-Aid approach. Not getting rid of the underlying cause, just covering it up, but not really um, protecting you against the effects of stress. And that's what I think is really important to protect yourself from the effects of stress because how do you get away from um, stress there there just isn't any way we're always exposed to different stresses so what does stress do to us it can affect your mental health such as depression anxiety personality disorders but more importantly it's associated with cardiovascular disease you know that means your heart high blood pressure, cardiac arrhythmias, heart attacks, and stroke. That's all from stress. And what are we doing about it? We're doing bypass surgeries for the heart. We are doing, as you mentioned, different chemicals that essentially mm, numb you to the effects of stress. Or we give 
chemicals for sleep and actually the sleep that occurs for people who are taking the typical insomnia medications may not be effective at moderating the effects of stress on the body, may not be the healing, restful sleep that we need. Now, uh, another important aspect of this is as you get older and your hormone levels drop, you become more susceptible to the effects of stress. Wow, that's an interesting observation. Or your body just can't cope as well. Okay. And that's why we find when we restore hormone levels in women, for example, you know, they, they feel a lot better, they're more relaxed. Uh, for example, when you have low progesterone levels, you know, that's going to have an impact on how your body deals with stress associated with also cardiac arrhythmias. And, it's only to be effect, yeah. um, uh, have an effect on your personality as well. And that would affect the interaction you have with family members, friends, coworkers, and so on. All of that making stress more and more of an issue. So hormone levels, critically important to get those balanced. What are some of the best ways to get women um, and men to achieve hormone balance? Should you always test your hormones before you try to adjust any of the... You should. Yes. You want to establish a, ba- <coughs> a baseline and, <coughs> and then you can evaluate the effectiveness of treatment. Um, Un- yeah. Unfortunately, most doctors aren't used to testing hormone levels, so then they don't know how to interpret them. I am always amazed at the people who come to see me and they're on some sort of hormonal support program and I ask to see their their hormone test levels and they say, well, I haven't had my hormones tested. And I said, well, how did you know where to start? How did you know if you reached your goal? And you know, we didn't list on that uh, list of... Uh, problems that stress can cause, we left out cancer. And cancer is definitely on that list. Okay, it's interesting. And I think you were at the same meeting that um, made such an impression on me that there were cancer survivors who got up and spoke and talked about the odyssey that they went on after their cancer diagnosis. And the discussion then led to what happened to you the year before you were diagnosed with cancer and every single one of those people mentioned an extremely stressful year a bankruptcy a heart attack in the family a variety of different really pulled the rug right out from under your life situations their stress levels were so high. So therefore, um, first of all, you have to acknowledge that stress is a, can be an issue. And it is for most people. And I recall asking my 95-year-old patient, what's the secret to your longevity? He says, I don't worry about anything. Now, how many people can say that? 
not too many people can say that. And and they would say, well, um, <coughs> how could that be that he doesn't worry with about anything? And I say that it is something people can learn. Um, you have to of, learn. The kind of the Scarlett O'Hara approach to life. I'll think about that tomorrow. Well, not just that. I think a lot of times it's a knee-jerk reaction. You don't even think about it. You just react and stress builds up and you don't even realize it. It's all in the background. So so sometimes you have to, have to sit down and just think about things. So one of the tests that you do here at the Institute of Advanced Medicine is the Max Pulse test. And that gives people an insight into the level of stress that they're under and also a little bit of an insight into how well they manage stress. And the Max Pulse is evaluating this stress aspect with regard to the damage to your heart and circulatory system. And I mentioned earlier, it evaluates your autonomic nervous system, which is impacted by stress. How? It'll affect the circulation throughout your body, reduces the elasticity of your blood vessels, which is going to have an impact. It'll have an effect on your cardiac rhythm. Heart rate may go slower, may have extra beats, can raise your blood pressure. So uh, it's a good test to give you some feedback. You know, and I, I can tell you, it, it really does work because when I take, I do it on somebody that I know is really healthy, it comes out really good. So uh, that's one way of testing. It's uh, not too many good ways, but <clears throat> putting testing aside, you know, what, what you can do but to... I have, I have more testing questions. What testing? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, how important is red blood cell magnesium test with regard to stress? All right, so we're talking about how your body is able to cope with stress. We all have stress, so it's how well do we cope with it? So first of all, uh, you, you have to first appreciate you have stress, identify the stress. Uh, we create our stress by creating unrealistic expectations. So it's really stress in many Such cases point of view. is, is um, self-inflicted. Yes, it's true. But you know, we don't give it a second thought. For example, okay, here's, here's how it, you, you have a headache. So you don't think, you know, why did I get a headache? You say, hmm, let me reach for the aspirin or Tylenol. Is that what people do? That's what people do. And it is so surprising to me that they don't take a step back and take a look and see what it was they might have done or been exposed to that contributed to starting the headache. I mean, there are a lot of other causes for headaches besides stress. But you have to think of think of things in those terms, not what do I take, but what caused it. Right. What caused it so that I won't expose myself uh, to that situation or substance again, and I may be able to miss out on a headache and miss out on a dose of any one of those over-the-counter anti-inflammatories that so many people unfortunately reach for. Especially if you find yourself reaching for it every day, you have to say to yourself, you know, what am I doing wrong? I shouldn't be taking these types of drugs every day because there's no such thing as a drug deficiency. 
You have to look at what you're doing to your body that's causing your body to react this way. What about pain as a stress? Well, no doubt about it. Pain uh, can be a cause of stress. And if we know what's causing the pain, you know, there are ways to treat pain. You know, you can treat it with medication. It's one of the few areas of medication that I feel is important. You know, since people have pain and we know what's causing it and we don't know how to relieve it because most people, if you're talking about orthopedic type pain, the surgery doesn't work. People go for the surgery and they wound up with pain afterwards, no better than before. So you have to really know what type of pain you have and really determine whether or not surgery is the best approach or not. In some cases, it's not not a good approach. And, you know, you try other things. Everybody, nobody wants to be on medication forever. And most people that, are, that wind up taking pain medicine have tried a lot of other approaches to relieve their pain. Nothing really worked, and then they just have to take pain medicine to improve the quality of their life because at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to achieve is just a good quality of life. And if it takes a, a medication, like a narcotic, I know narcotic is a bad word these days, but it's about quality of life. You don't have to worry about addiction. Addiction is only a problem when you can't get it. Addiction is only a problem when you're taking it for um, entertainment recreation. Yeah, well, I'll give you another example. Um, I think we can safely say we're all addicted to food, right? What would you do if you couldn't get food? You'd yeah. steal. I would be highly stressed. Yeah, I mean... Okay, so. but we're addicted to certain types of food sometimes, too. And right. And when we're reaching for those comfort foods, unfortunately, that adds a stress to our body rather than being a stress reliever. If you, if you read labels... Assuming you're eating those types of food that come with labels, you'll find in those, quote, comfort foods, they put sugar in it. Sugar and salt. Sugar is the most addicting substance we know of. More so than narcotics, than cocaine, than anything you can think of. But sugar is okay. Government says eat all the sugar you want. doesn't care. They care about giving you pain relief. And, you know, and, that's, and we'll do a, a, another podcast about that because, you know, I can get on my soapbox about uh, treating pain and, re, and relieving pa- patient right. suffering, right. which is becoming more and more difficult and people shouldn't be allowed to suffer. But uh, right now, it's, you know, understanding, acknowledging what the problems are so you can take appropriate steps to uh, live with them. So let's review that. We are acknowledging that stress is a contributor to heart disease, to cancer, to um, personality issues and depression, and that there are certain ways of um, reviewing this and taking a look at what your expectations are, what are you doing on a daily basis to create realistic expectations, and then what are you doing with regard to your diet that is going to take out the things that may contribute to headaches, to um, inflammation, and ultimately to the stress that you're experiencing. There are certain herbs that are so effective at reducing 
the mental sensation and perspective of stress. So things like amino acids, theanine and GABA. I mentioned the red blood cell magnesium level because if your magnesium level is supported, um, your muscles are relaxed. And I think to a very small extent, but very real, that um, those relaxed muscles are important. Another uh, way to relieve stress is a two-letter word, no. <laughs> How many oh. times have I heard, you know, every, everybody is wanting things from someone and they don't say no. They just try and satisfy everybody. Right. And you can satisfy nobody until you take care of yourself first. And a very, very, very important point to end this podcast, Dr. Slavin, that, yes, people need to put their own well-being and health first and when they do that uh, a lot of stress does fall by the wayside so to our listeners thanks so for thanks so much for tuning into this uh, natural doc radio podcast and just we will be back with more <laughs>